and welcome back to Full Out with Samantha Jo Harvey. I am so happy you are here. Thanks for joining me today. And I really think and know that this episode is going to support someone. If this is not for you right now, save it and come back to it when shit feels crazy or send it to a friend who is moving through the transitions, moving through the muck, moving through the mud, because I really, really believe that this episode is important. We are talking about three keys to feel stable when everything in your life feels like shit. Three keys to feel stable when everything feels like shit. Essentially, how to stay grounded when you are in transition. Now, I know that right now in the world, there is some crazy shit happening. I also know that on an astrological level, on an energetic level, that a lot of people are going through a lot of things. I am seeing clients, friends, family members really working through a lot right now. Everything from feeling financial instability, dealing with debt, dealing with um, foreclosed houses and cars being repossessed. I have seen clients have to shut down their businesses in order to really get back in alignment. I have seen friends working through breakups, through potential divorces. And what I know to be true is that my role is to be here as a guide as the light post, as the person that brings you back to your center and brings you back to yourself. Now, God, source, spirit, universe thought it was real cute for me to be able to get to this place that made sure that I dealt with a lot of transitions and a lot of challenges in my life. So I know what it's like to be in thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. I know what it's like to know that a relationship is no longer serving me and decide to initiate a divorce and start over. I've also been on the opposite end and been dumped like dramatically and horrifically and had my heart ripped out of my chest. I have had my career taken away, jobs end. I have really experienced what it feels like to feel like your life is incredibly unstable throw in a couple cross-country moves, living on tour, living the dancer-performer life where you have no stable income. Literally, I have been through it all. And so when I say that I have done my work, did the crash course for you so that you don't have to go through what I experienced, and instead I'm going to give you the gems, the codes, the gifts, the insights so that your transition can go more smoothly. Cool? Let's dive in. So What is really tricky about transition is that it can involve an identity shift. And this might be like a totally different episode. It's actually probably will be uh, moving through an identity shift. Um, But when we move through these things, you know, a friend, uh, Jess, the death empath on Instagram, if you don't follow her, you should. She was the first person to tell me about living deaths. And when we think of grief, when we think of change, we think of transition, we think of, you know, loved ones passing away or, or animals passing away, but we as humans experience what she calls these living deaths. And it is the death of an identity as we move into a new chapter. Now I have heard moms, new moms talk about this, the death of their old self so they could step into this next chapter of motherhood. I have seen this when people move through job transitions. It's the death of this identity as a certain person. For me, it was my identity as a 10-year veteran of the Radio City Rockettes. It was part of my identity. 
And then moving into that next chapter, there was a lot of grief that came with it because it was the death of this version of me. I had to burn down this version of me in order to step into my next level, in order to move forward. Whether it's chosen or not, it doesn't matter. It's still transition and it still can be really challenging. So if you actually want more on this identity shift, I'm totally happy to do an episode on it. Drop a comment below, send me a DM on Instagram at Samantha Joe Harvey, and let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. But today we are talking about the things that are going to hold you, that are going to support you, that are going to stabilize you when everything in your world feels like shit. Okay. So we have three keys. I, I really looked at my life and figured out what are the things that keep me stable. Now, side note, we're in the middle of a move right now. We're getting ready to move in literally like three days. And it's really interesting because both my partner and I got sick this past weekend. And normally we would prep, we would, you know, get ready so that when we have the weekend of the move, we'd be ready to rock and roll. Universe had different plans for us. We were totally down and out for the weekend. So we did nothing. And it really wasn't until last night that we even got boxes, but that's a whole different side story. Long story short, I had a friend last night reach out to me and say, Hey, you know, how are you doing with the move? Are you stressed out? I know moving can be really challenging. It could be so hard. It could be tough. And I was like, huh? I was like, no, actually I feel fucking great. Like I feel amazing. We haven't started packing any boxes. The move's on Saturday, but I also know it's all working out and I have my anchors. So I don't feel any of this emotional or energetic distress that I would have in the past without these tools. So I'm excited to share these tools with you. Now, the first one is what I call an anchor. These are the things that are going to ground you in, that are going to anchor you so that while everything crazy is happening up in the air, you are grounded and anchored. So if you think of a ship, if you think of a ship and they drop an anchor It is the thing that is going to plant them while the waves move, while the storms blow over. And so they stay like generally in the same vicinity. They have a little bit of flexibility to move with the tide, but they are rooted. They are anchored into that one spot. Same thing with palm trees. I love palm trees. I grew up on the East Coast and now I live in California. And every time I see a palm tree, I'm just like, oh, like it's amazing. Palm trees, same thing. They have this one solid root that goes all the way down, this one stalk, essentially. And in the ground, they are strong. They are rooted. They are grounded. They are really connected to the earth. But then up top, they are blowing in the wind. I don't know if you've ever seen a palm tree in a storm, but they move and they bend and they allow themselves to flow with the energies around them because they're so firmly planted below. So when you are in a transition, when things feel crazy, drop into your anchors and your groundedness. These for me, and these could be anything for you, but I'm going to share what works for me because I think it's going to serve someone. For me, it's meditation. And I'm going to be real, real. Can I be real, real with you? Meditation is normally the first thing to leave When I get busy, when I get stressed, if things feel kind of crazy, I wish I could tell you that I am like, oh, like the best meditator. And it's like one of my, you know, go-tos. It is the first thing to go. 
And what I know to be true, especially when things get crazy, is that it is necessary for me to feel my best. I must meditate. I must meditate and drop in. The reason I love this is because it really allows me the time and space to zone out all of the outside noise and drop back into my connection to my body, myself, and my source. So even though for me, meditation has been the thing that goes in and out of my life forever, I'm a forever student of it, what I've known to be true is that I must dig in and anchor in when things feel crazy. So I'm proud to say that I have actually upped my meditation game during this move, and I swear it has supported. So number two is moving my body. Now, it's interesting because when I was a professional dancer and when I was a you know Nike master trainer and I was really living in the fitness and dance world, I planned my entire schedule around my movement, my dance classes, my gym time. At this point in my career, in my life, I don't prioritize it in the same way. So I know that during a season of transition, I must reprioritize it and bring it back to the forefront because when you move your body, you're moving energy. And when we start to feel stressed out, when we start to feel overwhelmed, it tends to be stuck energy in our body. Moving your body literally moves the energy out When we think of running, it actually supports you in grounding down into the earth. I had a psychic mentor who supported me with that one. She's like, Sam, you need to run. I'm like, what? I need to run. It actually supports you. Sweating supports your system in releasing toxins. Allowing those endorphins to start to flow actually supports the body in feeling better. So moving your body, I know it's one of those like, yeah, meditate and move your body. It's so typical, but I want you to ask yourself. Do you actually prioritize these things when things get crazy? Or do you use the things being crazy as the reason why you are not doing those things? You feel me? The other thing that I do that I think is super uh, simple and easy to forget, but also simple and easy to do is to drink a lot of water. Most of us walk around completely dehydrated and when our cells are hydrated and they are taken care of, we run more efficiently and more effectively. So drink your water, make sure you have salt in there, your electrolytes in there, drink your water, drink your water, drink your water. The other things that I do in my anchors are journal, especially when you're moving through transition, especially when things feel shaky and rocky. Journaling provides a space for you to externally process what you are feeling in your mind and in your body. I have been a journaler since I was, I don't know, in fifth grade. I literally have a journal from fifth grade and I have done it throughout different periods of my life, moving through being a teenager and feeling misunderstood and falling in love and and all of those young um, experiences. I journaled through my divorce, leading up to my divorce. I drop back into my journaling after I got dumped. I was in the middle of COVID. It was a crazy thing. Um, And then I've also used journaling through expansion. So it's not necessarily just limited to when things suck, but it also supports when you're in transition and up-leveling. There's this really cool identity shift that's happening, but in order to process 
through the mind and also through the body, it really supports in writing out your thoughts. I have a really awesome free workbook. It's a hundred different journal prompts. So if you want to grab that, drop a comment, send me a DM. Um, we'll put the link below too, so you can grab that. So journaling again is time to reconnect to yourself. When things get crazy and noisy from the outside, the best thing you can do is drop into you. And then the last piece under anchors is to make joy a priority. And what evokes that feeling within you? Because I know someone's like, Sam, but I am in the midst of this really challenging time and I don't feel happy. I don't feel joy. And here's the thing. I'm not asking you to feel happy. I'm asking you to make joy a priority. Meaning, can you do one thing every day that inspires joy within you? It could be something as simple as laying on the ground and petting your dog. It could be looking at IG videos. Don't get stuck scrolling, but it could be looking at dog Instagram videos. Can you tell I'm a crazy dog lady? It could be something that inspires joy, like putting on your favorite song and grabbing your hairbrush and having a dance party singing into your hairbrush microphone. It could literally be anything. Maybe joy for you is painting or making a delicious meal or putting on the lipstick that makes you remember who the fuck you are. Making joy a priority will shift your energetic frequency. It will get you back in alignment with your source, with your highest self, and it will literally change your energy. When your energy shifts, the way in which you deal with your transition is going to shift as well. So make joy a priority. Mm, Okay, that was number one, anchors. Number two, make space to be held. So number two is make space to be held. This could look like holding yourself in your morning practice where you do journal, you meditate, you move your body, you drink your water, you make joy your priority. This could look like calling a friend. This could look like Connecting with your emotions. So sometimes in my morning routine, if I'm feeling heavy emotions, things are going to come out. While I'm journaling, I might cry. When I'm moving my body intuitively, I might feel the rage come out or the tears come out. When you make space to be held, you're also making space for your inner little child to be witnessed and seen. And What we often do is try to power through. We try to push. We try to get through and just get through the shit so we can get out the other side. But part of the process of moving through a challenging time is who you become along the way. The parts of you that you discover, the parts of you that get to heal, the parts of you that get to grieve, the parts of you that get to rage. And so creating space to hold yourself is one of the most loving and compassionate things that you can do for yourself. Most people are waiting on their partner to hold them. They're waiting for their parent to hold them. They're waiting for someone else to catch them. And when you can strengthen that connection to self, you become unfuckwithable. So make space to hold yourself. And if you want more on that, again, connect with me. Let me know. I'm happy to support you. The other ways you can make space to be held is knowing when to set a boundary. 
knowing when to not take on other people's stuff. And this might look like simply saying no to an extracurricular activity that like you normally love, but just right now you need a little bit more downtime and a little bit more alone time. This might be saying no to the extracurricular activities that you're like, I don't want to fucking do anyway. So say no to the PTA thing. Say no to that extra work meeting. Say no to the overtime. Say no to that extra thing that is just going to add to the chaos so that you can, again, drop in and fill your own cup. I know you don't need permission, but this is your permission just in case you are waiting and needing it and looking for it. This is your permission to say no. It's okay. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to be moving through something that shifts your priorities. And that's okay. So during transitions, sometimes we have to say no to a lot of things so that we can cocoon, so that we can go in and do the internal work, so that we can become that butterfly that had to go through her metamorphosis, go through the ick, the muck, the yuck, and all of that to break out and become the next version of us. Sometimes we choose that purposely, and sometimes life chooses that for us. Either way, permission to cocoon. I'll tell you, there were, there were certain seasons in my life where I really was moving through transition and I needed my support network. I had my three best friends lined up. I knew exactly who I could call at what time of day. I knew when I could call my sister. I knew when I could call my mom. I really needed that support. I needed that wind beneath my wings. And then there's been other transitions and times when I actually needed to go insular. I actually did not talk to anyone. I had friends reaching out being like, what's going on, girl? I haven't heard from you. And I'm like, hey, babe, I'm in it. I'm not ready to talk about it. I love you. I'll I'll connect soon. You don't need to give anyone an answer and you don't need to share your personal things that you're working through if you do not want to. If people don't respect your boundaries, cool, you have more information and you can make a decision however you want with that info. So trust yourself Lean into your boundaries and allow yourself to have the time and space to be held. Literally, literally hug yourself in your morning routine. Sometimes that's what we need. Or call your best friend and go get a hug. Now, the last thing, the third piece. So number one was anchors. Number two was make space to be held. Number three, zoom out. So when we're in the shit, right, when we're in the thick of it, we can only see what is happening right in front of us. We're like, oh my God, the the world is burning down. And oh my God, my dog just threw up on my shoe. And oh my God, gas prices just went up. And oh my God, my business partner did this. And oh my God, I gained a pound. And like, we can go into this shit spiral. Please tell me I'm not the only person that has gone through a shit spiral. I know it very well. And so what we can do And this is like, especially for my entrepreneurs that are like, oh my God, no one bought my program. And then this happened. And then my, my VA quit. And then my client, she's reneging. She's pulling out. Like we can do that. We can really easily go into that. We can also do that in our health. We can literally, I I think that everyone goes through shit spirals. Now, what I'm going to invite you to do is instead of like grounding down and into the spiral, can you pull yourself out? Can you pull yourself up and out so that you have the bird's eye view of what is happening here? And sometimes zooming out looks like asking yourself, how is this happening for me? What lessons are available here for me? What am I being asked to heal? 
what am I being asked to see? What am I being asked to shift? Who am I being asked to become? These are really powerful questions when you are pulling yourself up out of the shit spiral and looking for stability. Because when we can connect to a greater lesson, a greater understanding, and a greater vision, it actually can allow us to relax and for all of the stress to melt, even if it's by 1%. What I'll also invite you to do in this bird's eye view is to connect to your vision. What do you actually want? Even if right now you had your best friend steal money from you, your boyfriend dumped you, your best friend's not talking to you, you're in debt, like even if the shit is hitting the fucking fan, what do you actually want? Now we as humans, we fall into this trap, right? We fall into this trap of here's what's not working. Our ancient brains are designed to find what's not working, to find what's not safe because its job is to keep us safe. So if something's not working, we're going to focus on that and try to fix it. I want to invite you to release what's not working. Just let it be and start training your brain to focus on what you desire. What do you want? Doesn't matter the number in your bank account. Doesn't matter the number on the scale. Doesn't matter your relationship status. What do you want? Can you start feeding your vision? Start feeding what it is you desire because what you focus on grows. And if you desire to be healthy and abundant and rich as fuck and sexy and confident and powerful, but you're focusing on the news and gas prices and everything that's going wrong in your world, it's not going to happen for you. It's not going to shift. It's that definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Even if it feels like everything is happening to you, can you zoom out, take yourself out and focus on what you want? Now, some of you are like, I don't even know what I want. Cool. That's where you get to start. If I had the magic wand and I could literally create anything right now, what would I desire? Focus on that. Start building that muscle of what excites me? How does my life get to really just amaze me? How does my life get to be miraculous? And then 10 times that vision. I dare you to 10 times it. What if you could feel that even more? And now the key is as we start to strengthen this muscle is to start feeling what happens in your body when you start talking about what it is you really desire. So there's a certain energy. If you're like, oh, my business partner fucking sucks. My team isn't supporting me. I'm not making the revenue I wanted to make. My relationship feels like this. I haven't had sex in six months. Like you can feel what that feels like in your body, right? Now, erase that one and start feeling into, "Mm, I wake up with no alarm and I have the most amazing sheets in my bed and I'm with a partner who absolutely loves me and my dog wakes me up with little kisses in the morning and I go out and I have my coffee and I jump into a cold plunge and I do a hot infrared sauna. I get ready for my day and I'm doing work that just lights me up. I'm having an impact. I'm living my soul's purpose. I have a beautiful family. I feel radiant. My health is incredible. I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm powerful. I'm a leader. People look up to me. I have an incredible circle of friends. It literally gives me goosebumps. So if you can start to feel what that feels like in your body, 
You are going to strengthen that and you are going to strengthen that frequency. And really, what's going to be your guiding light through a shitty time is your energy, is your vision. We know that nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary. So if we can allow this phase, this chapter, this whatever season you are in to be as tough as it needs to be, cool. Okay. I got it, universe. I'm good. I'm learning something here. I'm growing. And I am so fucking committed to what I desire that I'm going to fill my body, my life, my energy up with that desire. And once you start doing that, you're going to start to see things shift. Now, if we're still talking about frequency, this is the last part of zooming out. We're going to drop into gratitude. And this could be under anchors. This could be also under this zoom out category. But a lot of times we think of gratitude as a thing we have to do. Something that's on our to-do list. I got to write down three things I'm grateful for because every personal development book and podcast and YouTube tells me that's what I need to do. Yeah, I get it. That's how I was too. Totally understand. But what if we start looking at gratitude as an energy, as a frequency, as a way of being? So not only am I writing down what I'm grateful for, but I am bringing that feeling alive in my body. I am starting to feel gratitude and I start to overflow with gratitude even when shit is crazy. It's that cute little thing. I always love talking about that both and. We think like, okay, my life is crazy, so I must feel terrible. It's either or. I'm either happy and everything's going well or everything feels like shit and I feel like shit. What if you could still find immense gratitude and be experiencing whatever it is you're experiencing in your life? We as humans have the capacity to feel multiple things at once. So can you allow whatever is to be and find gratitude for something. Now, when I was going through my divorce, it was, t- it was tough, you guys. It was really tough. And I remember sitting there in my gratitude journal being like, what the fuck do I have to be grateful for? I'm in debt. I'm in this relationship that I know I need to leave. I'm crying every day. I feel like I have no voice. I feel like I'm surviving my days. Okay, what can I be grateful for? And I just looked out the window and I saw the sun shining in. I was like, okay, you know what? Sun, I'm grateful for you. And then I heard the birds chirping outside. I was like, oh, they sound so happy. I'm so grateful for the birds that are chirping outside my window. So I understand if you're in a really tough space and things feel really wobbly and it doesn't feel like you can be grateful, I'm going to invite you to find those small things. Even the the tiniest thing, like "Mm, the smell of my coffee in the morning. Oh, the fact that I have a bed The fact that I woke up today and I got myself out of bed, the fact that I took a shower today, maybe that's what you get to be grateful for. Because again, what you focus on grows. And if you are focusing on what you're grateful for, you will actually start to look for things to be grateful for. You'll start to attract things that you are grateful for. And it will start to speed up the timeline that you're in. And as soon as we can find deep, deep gratitude for the chapter that we are in, miracles start to happen. Miracles start to happen. It's like when they talk about dating and 
they always say like, when you stop looking for it, people find you. Like that's when people find you. When I was dating, I was absolutely not looking for a partner. Actually, when I first met Carlos, I was like, I don't want a relationship. I'm just having fun. And I was in such a high vibe, fun state of my life. Like I was living it up. I loved being on the dating apps. I thought it was awesome. And I attracted this person in because I was having fun because I was really focusing on loving my life. I wasn't searching for the partner that was going to completely complete me. No, it was, I love my life. What do I get to attract? This is amazing. What do I want now? What do I want next? What do I want next? So if we come back to the fact that everything is fleeting and nothing is permanent, support yourself Support yourself in feeling stable and rooted while things feel crazy. So anchor, number one, anchor in. Anchor in, root in to your practices, whatever your practices are. For me, it's meditation, it's moving my body, it's drinking water, it's journaling, it's making joy a priority, it's adding gratitude into my life. Number two, make space to be held. Make space to be held, whether that's in your morning practice where you can connect with your emotions, whether that is calling a friend, using a coach or a therapist, whether that is setting a boundary so that you don't take on other people's shit, whether that is saying no to more things so you have more time for yourself, leaning on your mastermind, your community, your your friends, your family that can support you. Number three, zoom the fuck out. Zoom out. Connect every day to the bigger picture, the bigger vision. What are the lessons I'm learning? How am I being asked to grow? What's being asked to be shifted? How am I becoming the woman I always knew I was meant to be, even if things feel tough right now? It's a good one. Connect to your vision and expand it. Focus on what you want. Focus on what you desire. And then really, really connect with your gratitude, connect with the gratitude, the frequency, the energy, the way of being that is gratitude, expand your energy, and it will actually root you into your truth, which will allow you to shift out of this shit faster. So my love, if you enjoyed this episode today, subscribe, rate, review, leave us a comment. Let me know what landed. And I'm going to invite you to share this with a friend who may be going through a tough time or who just needs a little kick in the ass and some inspiration. I love, love, love being able to support women in expanding and becoming the powerhouse that they always knew they were meant to be. And sometimes that means we got to go through shit. So your support would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. If you want to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag me at Samantha Joe Harvey. I love knowing what your biggest takeaways are. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have the best day. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other Queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.